Hi, I'm Judy Stewart, and this is Unpaused, a podcast for women wanting to reinvent their careers after a break from work. Tell me where you've been and what you've been doing, because we were hoping to get in touch quite soon after the last episode, and then (laughs) I just completely lost you. I know, sorry. (laughs) I obviously can't turn things around within 48 hours of each other, but we were in Darwin, I think. And we had five days there in the end in the holiday apartment just to regroup. And then we went to Kakadu. It was unbelievable. It was my top three highlights. I absolutely loved it. You mean Um, because the landscape's so beautiful? Yes, yes. It's like 20,000 hectares Mm. of UNESCO-listed natural bush. It's huge. I mean, it took us three hours to drive from the very top to the bottom. So I chose one place and I thought, we'll just camp right there and stay local, which we did. And it had the rock art, the paintings, unbelievable, these beautiful bushwalks and you're just walking past galleries of caves and rock art. And then it had all the crocodiles for the boys. So this special crossing across a river called Carl's Crossing. So you would just stand on this viewing platform and see 80, 100 crocodiles in the natural wild or floating along underneath you in the river. We did a beautiful river cruise with an Indigenous guide. It was the bird song. We just learnt so much. It was so remote. I loved it. I really loved it. Fiona, I have to ask you, weren't you scared that the crocodile would come and find you in the middle of the night? (laughs) (laughs) not really I don't know why we were probably a kilometer from that river the campground we were in was pretty remote but there were enough other people we had bought swags in Darwin and it was the first time the two elder boys slept outside of the caravan maybe that was also why I loved Kakadu because we were spreading out a bit Jono said oh I was a bit nervous about a crocodile that first night I I just I just didn't think that they would get that far inland to be bothered about us And were the kids interested in the Indigenous art? They were. I mean, bushwalks for us are still very hard. The the third one, who's five, he really doesn't want to walk anywhere. And we've got a mountain hike carrier for the two-year-old, so he's fine. But it Mm. means both of us are carrying, you know, 20 Mm. or odd extra kilos. So that that was hard. And I forced us. I made us walk and walk. But it's so hot. Bushwalks have been the biggest irritation of this trip because I would love to do one every day there's so many everywhere you go but we're we're still a bit limited with the little legs and have you got special shoes for bushwalking have you got kit oh no just use our sneakers or most of us have farm boots they did say always wear closed-toed shoes up Mm. there because of snakes and Mm. so then after we had three days there then it was time to head south start coming home so with quite mixed feelings yeah we're on our way home you're on your way home and how do you feel about that I mean it's a long journey it's a long journey since then in a week we drove two and a half thousand kilometers We really tried to get the bulk of it done quickly, which I'm glad we've done now, but it was so exhausting. I'm talking eight, nine-hour days in the car. There's also been so many bushfires in the Northern Territory. Yes, so I read about the bushfire. Every time I read about bushfires in the Northern Territory, I've become very fearful, Leonie. 
Well, I, yes, you're the one who alerted me in the first place. And it actually has really been a, a real topic for our whole time up there. And one of the days we were driving, you could see, I mean, it's all scrub, but there was just plumes of smoke for miles and miles. And we got to Barclay Homestead, which is the fir- the very first homestead in Northern Territory or the very last, depending what direction you're coming from, but so isolated, at least 200 kilometres away either side from anything else and the whole sky was red and I said to Jono is that fire and he said yeah not full flames right bias but red burning one whole section of this campsite and I just thought we have got to get out of here so that was just one night and thankfully we did because two days later there was catastrophic fire warnings I hope everyone's all right out there apparently though everyone I speak to who who's a territorian says well yeah it burns every year but Mm. I don't know if this year it's been more intense or Mm. more hard to handle I'm not sure it it has been making headlines and Leonie how are the kids feeling about going home well I think they're quite excited I don't think they really realize we're still so in it. I don't think we have any real perspective on it all, but there has been a lot of talk about home and what we'll do when we get there. I've had three good nights sleep in a row, which I haven't had in a long while, so I'm feeling not quite normal and upbeat. Mm. But if you'd spoken to me four days ago, I was sitting there sobbing, saying, I'm really disappointed in my behaviour this trip. I just haven't been my best version of myself. Everything's been so intense and I've, it's made me really think, oh, I'm a terrible wife and I'm a terrible mother. And it's a weird feeling of holding a mirror up to yourself when you're sort of in this tiny unit. And it's hard when you go fast, travel fast, but it's also really hard when you slow down because suddenly you're having a good think, having a good hard look at yourself. But now that I've had three nights sleep, I'm feeling much better about things. But I, I have found the whole trip more difficult than I thought it would be. I thought we'd just have a few weeks of, oh, it's a bit hard and then it's just really fantastic for the rest of the time and I I haven't found that. I've found it continually challenging. So I am, but I don't want to wish it away either. I, I know that this is such a special, unusual time and I am very grateful that I, I can't wait to go home. <laughs> I love our yeah. home. I love routine and structure. I realise that I need space in order to be a good mum and a good wife. I need that little time just to recharge and be on my own and regroup and not have talking the whole time. And Mm. so it's been, yeah, it's been a very interesting, intense time. (laughs) You know, we went to a wedding on Saturday and I was struck by a young love all over again. Oh, yeah. And I thought it's so interesting when you're embarking on the great long journey. How do you think you and Jono, you've probably been together for quite a long time. How do you think you've sort of managed as a couple? Has that been, you know, a good experience given that you've got kids basically everywhere the whole time? Well, this is another sub stack that I want to write. Is it normal for everyone to nearly divorce while they're caravanning? Because (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't know how people do this for 10 months, two years. It has been really tricky because we're in each other's space the whole time. You're making constant decisions. You're very sort of hyper aware because you're constantly thinking, is this safe? 
is this a good spot to camp? Is everyone comfortable? Have we got water? Have we got food? How much does this cost? Is there fuel? You know, it's sort of very high stakes. And again, I've had three good nights sleep, so I'm feeling fabulous now. Mm. But it has we have really had some trying times mm. together, the two of us, a lot of bickering, arguing. And actually I have spent for the first time, we've been together for 20 years, I have entertained the idea of maybe we're just not, meant to be together anymore (laughs) we should we should co-parent maybe that's it but again I think it's been just very intense and such a steep learning curve we didn't do this stuff before we left so I'm really hoping we'll punch out the other side and it will make us stronger but yeah I it's wow I've I've been shocked at how quickly we sort of deteriorate relationship wise and there's no sorry there's no privacy. There's no time to yourselves. There's no let's just have a coffee together or go out to dinner or something, you know, mm. like it's communal living the whole time. Mm. So you wouldn't recommend it necessarily as a honeymoon? Well, if there were no children, yes, mm. go for it. Say hi to Judy. Oh, hello. It's Harry, isn't it? Harry, yes. Hi, Harry. <laughs> How are you, darling? Yeah. Oh, well, you, you look well, Leona. You look you look like you are in better spirits. Sorry, since... they've all left the library and they haven't taken any of my stuff. No, my laptop and everything's in there. So. Oh, don't go to I'm sure it'll be pretty safe in Winton, actually. <laughs> Have you been to Winton? Have I been? No, I haven't. Judy, I've got to tell everyone out there and you. They have the most extensive range of dinosaur fossilised bones in in Australia here and and the most world-class museums. I only learnt about this because I eavesdropped on someone talking at the communal cup of tea in the morning. She said this triangle of towns, Winton, Hewenden and Richmond, I think, Mm. they're all connected by this great Australian dinosaur. And we have just, yesterday we went to a stampede it was this trackway that they have found and preserved of 3,000 footprints of a dinosaur stampede that is 95 million years old. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Mm. The big dino and then all the little ones. And it's just there and it was preserved beautifully and they found it. And my brain has just completely exploded the last few days. Great. Highly recommend coming here if anyone yes. is interested. Yeah. In dinosaurs. And then what about, is, there must be the Qantas thing. and Yes, home, home of Qantas. Qantas. Yes. Also where Banjo Patterson composed and first performed Waltzing Matilda. Oh, yeah, so very, very important. Yeah, it's a thriving little town. Yeah. Have you called in at the CWA there, Leonie? No, the, the CWA is... There seems to be another kind of shop that's not CWA, but it's still all the local ladies making the jam. They're called something else, but no, I, I need to look up. I think there is another one of those shops across the road. I need to go and have a look because I do love buying the tea cosy and whatever. Well, it can be a good place to stop and, you know, freshen yes. up, have a cup of tea. It's still pretty old yes, school. Yes, you said that. Yes, I need to find one of those. I haven't mm. found one of those Pop in. They used to call them restrooms, the CWA restrooms. Uh, They're often near the bus depot where the the Skinner's bus stopped. And so people could get off the bus and have a cup of tea, 
you know, freshen up and that sort of thing. I mean, maybe I'm a bit out of date, could be. But No, no. I remember you said there was in, one. In Where's Warwick. your Warwick? Yes. I want to find one of them. Thank you for reminding me. Well, you're on the right side of the border. Yes, yes. So, yes, so are you travelling through Queensland? Are you heading yes. east or are you heading south? We're, well, a bit of both. I think we'll sort of do a, a slow, lingering east, south, east. But at, so. at what point do you think you'll intersect with the coastline? I, well, I don't know. We keep talking about that, either Port Macquarie or maybe even Newcastle. Yeah. Just keep going down, down, down. I, I sort of want to stay inland as much as possible because I haven't done much of that. Mm. And I'm interested because I think that, you know, the coast will always, we've got family in Brisbane, yeah. yeah, So we'll go, yeah, exactly. Now, did you have some other questions? I feel like we had questions to answer. I've got some questions, Leonie. Oh, good. What have been the surprises in the family dynamic? Well, the one about nearly divorcing. And I really think between the four boys, they've forged a very strong bond now. Oh, that's um, nice, Leonie. Yeah, I really am very thrilled about that and proud of that. They've really become quite a unit and mm. and that has meant a lot. Mm. Do you feel like they've grown? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, physically, but also especially Harry because he went from four to five, which I guess is kind of a, a pivotal moment moving into being a kid, but he... And the and the two year old. I mean, Ed's speech has come on so much. His the, even the way he scoots on his scooter now. His most what is it? Motor. What is it? Yes, yeah, most skills. skills That's it. <laughs> so yes, I think they have. Yeah. What have been the moments when you've said to yourself, "Oh yes, this is what we came to see or feel or find"? Definitely Kakadu. We did in one of the bushwalks through the rock art and then climbing up onto this rocky viewpoint and looking down and across, I was just pinch me. This is incredible. We're all here together. Same with Winton and this dinosaur stuff. It has it has really blown my brains apart and experiencing it all together has has been, yeah. And also just in the car, actually, those long drives in the car. And what do you think you'll do differently when you go home as a result of all of this? Well, I'd like to think that I'm going to hold on to the that'll do mm. mantra and I, I like to think I'm going to be way more relaxed about everything but especially them playing and them going off and doing something. I'd like to think that I'll be way more, yes, go to the mm. park. I'm in the park too but you're actually all fine. I don't need to hover over you on the slippery dip. Mm. Yeah. But do you think they'll let you hover less? I mean, it's a sort of a two-way street, isn't it? Well, that's true. That's true. And as, yeah, the growth that they've had, I, I hope that I am more relaxed and calm because I feel like now we've done this, a lot of the stuff I probably sweated on or worried about before, actually I've got that perspective now and it, like none of it matters. You realise how small you are in a good way. You know, it puts you mm. back into scale of just looking at that starry sky and thinking oh my goodness we're a speck mm. that would be another thing I would say is just realizing you really don't need much to live a, a full rich life mm. you just need a few essentials and 
and all that stuff that you, you know, oh, you know, I'll fit that one day or, yeah, one day I'll make that flan in that container. Mm. No, give it to someone else. Move it on. Yeah. It's a burden. And, you know, the other thing, Leonie, is the emptier it is, the less housework there is to do. Well, exactly. It's so it's so good in so many ways. And then you've cleared that space. You don't know what good new things will come because you've cleared it. And tell me, Leonie, on a completely different tack, how feasible do you think it is for you and Jono to have worked while you've been travelling? Oh, yeah. So, and I, I'll preface this with I know we're very fortunate to both be remote freelancers, mm. but I I have found it really challenging to work on the road. And you'll know this, being one of my dear clients, I got to the end of July and I was fried and I, I had to say to everyone, can I please have August off? I, mm. I just couldn't cope. It was too much. And thankfully, all of you were amazing and said, yes, that's fine. There was one client I had to keep going for a few weeks into August and that was it wasn't just the brain load of all the camping things then the working things but it was also the sporadic internet and and not having anywhere to go to work because mm. we live in one room and honestly I mean I've sent you photos I've had the laptop in the bathroom of the motel I've worked in paddocks bush fields I've tried to work in our bed, which is a fold-out that you can't even sit upright in, so you're sort of half reclined, otherwise you hit your head on the metal bar. Mm -hmm. I've tried to work outside on our communal table while everyone's asleep inside, but it was dark, so the light, you'd get like a billion bugs all on your laptop screen because they're attracted to the... So, yeah, the, the the physical location of working plus the brain capacity I've found hard. Jono is a bit better because I guess we in a way prioritise his work because he is the breadwinner and he also knows his busy times. So the first week of every month we've made sure we've been in a stable area and he, and he's just worked and I've been with the children. We were clever about that. But, yeah, I have found it really hard. Yeah. Having said that, Leonie, we have done it. So I think we should stop yeah. <laughs> here so that we don't run out of things to talk about. Thanks, Judy. Great to talk, Leonie. You too. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>